before I bring forth the message this morning, before I do anything else in this service, I want to release to you that which the Lord has given me last evening. To those of you that are under the sound of my voice this morning, please hear the word of the Lord. Fear not, says the Lord. That which I see, what that which you see, I am permitting in this season. You're in the days which you have read. It is a time that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but trust in me, says the Lord, and do good. For in this season, the workers of iniquity shall soon be cut down. And that which you see exalting itself today will soon be cut down like the grass in the field and begin to wither as the green herbs. Governments are going to be toppled in an hour, says the Lord. There is an unexpected disruption that is coming to the halls of government across the globe. There is an invasion of he, the Holy Ghost, coming to Washington, D.C., says the Lord, and he will speak the words of my Father, and demonic strongholds will be broken. That which has ruled for years is coming to an end, says the Lord. Ahab and Jezebel will soon be removed. I will restore and raise up a righteous king in this hour, says the Lord, for I am not yet done with your nation. I have heard the cries of my people and I will not forsaken them. Uh, because of the altar that has been repaired, I am now releasing the fire of heaven upon this nation and upon my house. Uh, my Elijahs are returning, says the Lord. Uh, I am coming to my church in this hour. Uh, I am standing in the midst of the darkness uh, and I am now calling a generation as I have called before. Uh, I am denouncing the evil that has taken place in my my house, says the Lord, uh, and I am bringing judgment to those that have defiled my house and my name. Uh, but I will not allow my house to sit in darkness any longer. Uh, but I am now calling a generation uh, that will stand and speak my word. Uh, the lamps are begun began to burn uh, in my house once again. Uh, no longer will men look at my house and shake their head in disgust, uh, but they will begin to fear the Lord, uh, for they will see the glory hovering over my people. Uh, the all-consuming fire of the Holy Ghost has been released uh, and this is the day and the season of resurrection uh, for my church and this nation uh, will experience a turnaround in many areas uh, because of the visitation uh, that I am now bringing to my house, says the Lord. Uh, get ready, uh, get ready, get ready. Uh, the rain is coming uh, and life has been restored. Uh, the Lord would say to you this morning, uh, Rejoice, 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 for I am now moving among you. And from this day forward, you will begin to witness the freshness of my spirit. I am lifting the spirit of heaviness off my people, and the world will know who is mine, says the Lord. Somebody ought to just give God a praise right now. I 
I got to tell somebody this morning, even when you don't see it, he's working. You may not have seen it this week. It may have looked like hell was erupting all around you and even in our state. But I come to decree and declare to you this morning that he is still God and he is still on the throne and he is still moving on your behalf this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Darkness is about to turn today. Heaviness is about to turn to joy. Uh, listen, somebody's son, somebody's daughter's about to find Jesus. Uh, listen, uh, there's about to be an impartation of Holy Ghost and fire. Uh, hit a generation. Uh, revival fire is beginning to burn. Uh, listen, my friend. Uh, go ahead and give him one more high praise this morning uh, in this house because uh, he is worthy uh, to be exalted this morning. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Isn't he good this morning? Well, welcome to the house of the Lord. Those that are joining us by way of live stream, welcome to you as well. I pray we'll receive the word of the Lord this morning. For he is doing great things in this hour. Amen? Amen. Amen. Those that's going to class, feel free to do so at that time. Those in the sanctuary, if you have your Bibles with you, I'm just going to jump right into the word this morning. Matthew chapter number 16. Please turn there if you would, please. Matthew chapter number 16. I want to read with you this morning three verses from this chapter just to began our time together, beginning in verse number 24 through verse number 27. If you're visiting with us this morning, allow me to say a very special welcome to you today. We, we are truly honored to have you in the house this morning. Matthew 16, starting in verse number 24, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Somebody say, every man. Every man according to his works. Throughout the scriptures we read of men and women who left everything to walk in obedience with their God. Their decisions often came with great opposition and challenge. Many paid the ultimate price of giving their life. I have a dear friend by the name of Jacob that served for 15 years in Turkey. He's now serving in Armenia, equipping young Armenian men and women to go back into Turkey. But 12 years ago yesterday, 
Jacob had three friends that while he was in Istanbul in a church service in the evening hours, word came that three of his friends had just been martyred for their faith in Christ 12 years ago yesterday. In the following days, Jacob went and sat at the funeral services of these individuals, but one man had an eight-year-old boy. And he began to spend time with their family, and the eight-year-old boy simply said, I had a dream, and Daddy is okay. He said, what do you mean you had a dream? He said, get this, an eight-year-old boy, he said, I had a dream, and I saw my daddy sitting in a tree, and he said, that tree was the tree of life. And he said, I heard my daddy speak to me, and he said, not many days from now, you will be with me again. Can I tell you this morning, this is real. This isn't just something we do, but this is real. We today must understand that those around them that have often gave everything was surrounded by individuals that failed to see and understand the path that they were walking, which at times left them alone and in a state of great resistance from leaders within the religious circle as well as leaders of governments. But however, we see that due to their simple response to what God called them to, been a little three-letter word, their response of simply saying yes, made them become instruments of change to their generation. I want to remind you this morning of Romans chapter 10, verse number 13 through 15. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Who then shall call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall, how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. You say, well, man, that means that relieves me of responsibility. Not so fast this morning. Romans 10 is not talking about the fivefold ministry per se that you read of in the book of Ephesians, but it's talking about the responsibility that every man, woman, boy, or girl of faith has of being ambassadors for the kingdom. The definition of a preacher is one who has the occupation of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you are a man or a woman of faith this morning, it is your responsibility as well as mine to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Notice the severity of our silence and the severity of our rebellion towards the Great Commission. Proverbs 10 and 5 tells us that he who sleeps in the harvest is a son that causes shame. God help us this morning 
that we are not bringing shame to our Father. For a few moments, I want to ask this question today. Where is your yes? Every one of us in this room has probably at one time picked up a phone or stood amongst a group of friends or family and said, hey, could you do me a favor? Most of the time, that response is answered by, well, it depends on what it is. Very often, not very often, do we say yes before we know what we're getting into, right? Because let's be honest, some has got us in a mess before. But we're very hesitant about saying yes. But you will find all throughout Scripture that Jesus and our Father, throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, often just said, come follow me. Didn't give detail, didn't paint it all out there, didn't write it all on the wall, just simply said, trust me. What he was simply saying is, give me your yes, and then I'll take you on a journey. Anybody signing up for that this morning? Don't sit on your hands today. See, we find that if we really believe who he, we say he is in our lives, why is it do we struggle with saying yes if we know that he has good things for us? Notice we are to be like Christ. We are to put on Christ's likeness. I think all of us can agree with that. But when you begin to read Matthew chapter 9, 35 through 38, just stay with me. We're going somewhere this morning. It says, And Jesus went about all of the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. But then he was healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Sounds pretty amazing, right? But 36 Verse 36 says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Notice this, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Notice what he was saying is this. When you pray, pray that the Lord of the harvest will touch the hearts of the people in such a way that they'll say yes. John chapter 4, 35 through 38 simply says, Say not ye there are four months, and that then cometh the harvest. But behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto to life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is the saying, true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you are entered into their labors." You say, what's all of this mean this morning? We find in Scripture 
where many men and women have simply trusted God on a level that they simply just said yes. Where we are at today in this nation as well as the nations of the world, he just needs somebody to say yes. Without having it all figured out, he just needs somebody to say yes. You say, who has said yes prior to me? Can I tell you this morning, those of you that will say yes to the call of God on your life is in good company because Noah said yes when God asked him to build the ark. Abraham said yes when God asked him to sacrifice his only son. Joseph said yes when God asked him to forgive his brothers who beat him and sold him into slavery. Moses said yes when God told him to go to Pharaoh and ask him to let the Israelites go. Rahab said yes when she was asked to hide the spies and to risk her own life and the lives of her family. David said yes when God asked him to fight a giant uh, with only a sling and a few stones. Uh, Esther said yes when Mordecai challenged her to go stand before the king when she was not welcomed. Uh, Daniel said yes when God told him not to bow and to worship other idols but go to climb the stairs and began to pray as times before. Mary said yes when the angel told her she would carry the the son of God. The disciples said yes when Jesus said, leave everything you know and come and follow me. Paul said yes when he simply was asked to deliver the good news of Christ to the Gentiles. Uh, I have to ask you this morning, where is your yes? It's amazing that it is in the times of darkness that God always seeks one to say yes. Let me remind you of a story that you know of probably in Scripture. If you was to read in 1 Samuel chapter number 1, chapter number 2, and chapter number 3, you would read of a story of a lady by the name of Hannah. She was barren. She could not bear children. But as she began to pray and lay at the altar, we find that Eli, the priest, simply thought she was drunk, thought that she was out of her mind, but he simply, she said, don't, don't perceive me in that manner, but my heart is full of anguish. It, it's full of emptiness because of that which I do not possess. And he said, whatever your petition was, let it be granted to you. We read through that story, we know that God remembered her, and that which was barren brought forth a son, and she called his name Samuel. We know that she had made a deal with the Lord, per se, simply said, if you'll give me a son, I'll give him back to you. I'll I'll let him serve you at whatever capacity you desire. And she kept her end of the bargain, and she brought him to the temple, and he served alongside Eli. Every year at the time of offering, she would come. She would bring him a new coat. uh, She would visit him, but he was dedicated and given back to the service of the Lord. By the time you get to chapter number three, he is now a young teenage boy. He knows that that he has had an encounter with the Lord, but he's never known him on the level that God uh, was getting ready to reveal himself to. This young teenage boy uh, was lying on his bed in the midst of darkness. Notice with me, if you read the story, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read it today, but I encourage you to read it. Uh, We find that Eli is now an old man. His eyes are growing dim, uh, but also he has chosen his defiled sons over 
the, the holiness of God. And we find that he has not corrected. He's brought no instruction to his sons. Uh, they have defiled the house of God. And we know that 9 o'clock and 3 o'clock every day, uh, Eli was supposed to go in and fill the oil uh, and so the flame would never go out in the holy place. Uh, but we find that he is now neglecting his duty uh, and darkness has come to the temple of God. It says that it's flickered and it's went out. Uh, so we find that there's an old guy that's nearly blind. Uh, he's neglected his duty. Uh, the, 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 the lamp is not burning. Uh, and we find that there's a teenage boy laying in the midst of the darkness. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, he hears his name, Samuel, Samuel. He gets up, runs to Eli because he loved Eli. He served with Eli. He's been with Eli all of his life. Uh, and he says, you call me. And he says, I did not call you. Go lay down. Uh, the second time he goes and lays down, Samuel, Samuel. He goes, runs to Eli, and he says, you called me. I did not call you. Go lie down. The third time uh, we find that he runs in and says, you've called me. But Eli perceived, and he said, the Lord is calling you, son. Uh, he said, you need to go lie lay down again, uh, and this time, uh, when he calls you, just say yes. And in that moment of darkness, in that moment of uncertainty, in that moment where it looked like everything was in a crisis situation, uh, there is a young man that begins to say yes to God, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, there was a profound anointing that returned uh, to the temple of God uh, and there began to be communication in a manner and the Bible tells us uh, that the Lord was with him as he grew uh, and there was never a word that fell to the ground uh, that he spoke meaning this everything uh, that Samuel spoke uh, was brought into a place of completion it fulfilled uh, what God uh, designed for it to do uh, but it started with with a yes. Uh, we find that Joshua in chapter 24 at the end of his life at 110 years of age, uh, we find that he calls all the elders of Israel. Uh, he brings them and says this, uh, I don't know what you're doing, uh, but you have lost your way. Uh, but he said, I'm going to remind you uh, of the goodness of God. Uh, he's the one that's brought you from a place of bondage. Uh, he's the one that brought you from the place of darkness. Uh, he's the one that's provided for you. He's the one that's clothed you. Uh, he's the one that's made a way for you. Uh, and he said, no matter what you decide to do, uh, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, but he said, today's the day that you gotta make a choice. Uh, choose you this day whom you will serve. Uh, what he was saying is this. Uh, you have now come to a time uh, where you gotta say yes uh, or you're gonna have to say no. Uh, you can serve the gods that was on the other side of the flood uh, or you can serve the gods of the Amorites whose land you dwell now uh, or you can serve the one that has delivered you uh, and been faithful to you uh, they said how can we not serve the Lord uh, that has delivered us and been good to us uh, but he said you cannot serve him uh, because he is a holy God uh, but he said uh, if you walk with him he will honor you but if you walk away from him uh, 
there will be judgment and consequences. Uh, but they said, this day, uh, we will choose to serve the Lord. Uh, I gotta ask somebody this morning, uh, where is your yes today? Uh, in the midst of darkness, uh, in the midst of where it looks like the flame has went out in the church in America, when it looks like the churches are, 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 are just on their way out and there's no joy and there's no peace uh, and there's no rest, uh, what are we gonna do? Can I tell you this morning, uh, I believe with all of my heart uh, that there is a man uh, that is simply still calling names uh, and he's simply saying, uh, I'm asking you to say yes. Uh, I'm asking you to trust me. Uh, I'm asking you to walk with me, uh, to put everything that you have uh, in, in me this morning. Uh, what do you need to do to say yes to God? Uh, I gotta tell somebody in this, in this building this morning uh, that you got to be ready uh, and you got to be prepared uh, because things are changing. Uh, it's not as it's always been. Uh, Samuel had been going in and out uh, every day, uh, opening up the house of the Lord, uh, doing everything that was supposed to be done. Uh, but yet in this moment of time, uh, God said, if you'll say yes now, uh, everything's gonna change uh, because in the morning, uh, you're gonna go deliver a word to the man that has ignored me. Uh, you're gonna stand in front of the man that has authority uh, to banish you, uh, but you're gonna speak my word. Uh, he had to get in the midst of the darkness uh, and he had to get ready. Uh, he had to be prepared. Uh, listen, uh, how was he able to be prepared? Uh, it's because he began to listen. Uh, I gotta tell somebody in this morning, this morning, uh, it's time to begin to listen uh, to what God is saying. Uh, get rid of Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and everybody else. Uh, it's all propaganda and lies. Uh, it's just gonna make it disrupted. Uh, you're not gonna know what to do, uh, but if you'll prepare uh, and get along with God uh, and listen, uh, you're gonna hear the mighty word of the Lord uh, that says it's not over yet, uh, but I am still in control. Somebody gotta say yes this morning. Not a big message today, just a simple message today. But see, I've got some favors from my father. Anybody nervous yet? Anybody gonna say yes to something that's in here if I give you this? Oh, what is it? What is it, preacher? What is it, preacher? Let's see. Will you say yes? <laughs> so you gotta look at this. Here, I, I, gotta, I gotta be honest and transparent. A lot of these young people's been in our ministry class on Sunday nights. We're talking about equipping for harvest. I know what God is doing in their life and I also know what some of their test results was on their spiritual gifting test. So, doesn't matter how gifted you are, doesn't matter how talented you are, unless you say yes. I don't want you to open it yet. I don't want you to hold that and think about it. Because you're gonna have to say yes. Think about it. Everybody's like, not me. 
What about that one? Don't open it. I want you to think about it. See, here's the deal. I want you young people to understand me this morning. We have a heavenly father who is our shepherd that leads us, guides us, protects us. Sometimes he'll take the hook of that staff and pull us back in to keep us in a place. Hear me. Sometimes he'll take that staff and just kind of gently nudge us to get us back on the path. Listen, he doesn't ever want to bring harm to you. Sometimes he'll take some oil and pour it in your ear. I know it's discomfort, but it's going to bring healing to it. Listen, it's always for the good of you. As your pastor this morning, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving you anything that's going to harm you, but I'm giving you something that will bring you to a place where you can feel the goodness of God. Huh. Huh. Got to remember what number three is. Getting old. Huh. You two can share that one. You're going to think about it, okay? All right. Two left. Everybody's saying, I about escaped. Huh. You haven't quite escaped yet, because I still have two. There you go, sir. <laughs> Don't you love the anticipation? Where is your yes this morning? Now, they have no idea what's in those envelopes this morning. They have to trust me that it's not for their destruction, it's not for their demise, but the thing is they have to make a decision right now of am I going to do what's in there. You see, God has given you giftings. He's given you callings. He's visited you in your time of prayer. He's visited you through his word time and time again and asked you, just say yes. Just surrender to me. Just, just yield to me. But we always go around the same mountain over and over because we keep saying, well, I just don't know because I got to get this figured out and I got to get this figured out. And Here's what I'm telling you today. There is freedom when somebody just willingly says yes. Because it takes you from one level to another and it begins to put you in a position where the anointing of God begins to rest on your life in a manner that it never has before. Samuel, Samuel. Yes, Lord. Where's your yes this morning? Is it buried in the midst of all of the career and all of the headache, all of the stress? Or is the yes, you say, I want to say yes, but then but you're in this turmoil. Hear me this morning, please. The Great Commission has not changed.
See, the rest of the story that I started telling just a little bit ago about the eight-year-old boy that had the dream, saw his father in the tree, and he knew it was the tree of life, and he said, not long, you'll be with me. He said, and this little eight-year-old boy drawed this picture to show everybody what it looked like and everything. But also in that dream, there was a flashing light in that dream in the sky that simply said, those that are willing to give their life will find it. The very thing that you're searching for to bring you happiness, peace, joy, and rest, you're never going to find until you say yes. God hasn't called you to preach like Ronnie Russell. He hasn't called you to be me. Be thankful for that. And he hasn't called me to be you. But he has called you. He's called you to be the hands and feet, to be the voice, to reach your generation. Why was Samuel called? Why was David called? Why was all of these others we could talk about today called? It was to reach their generation. And there was instruments of change because they simply said, yes. The problems of the United States of America this morning is not going to be resolved by another election. It's not going to be resolved by individuals and other spheres. But the United States of America is going to experience reversal and revival and an awakening because of what happens within the church. You and I is the only thing that stands between a divine reversal in this nation. If we continue to say no, we will continue to see darkness prevail. But I stand before you today telling you that there is men and women across this nation that is beginning to say yes. And because of it, things are changing. In Tulsa this week, there was a political rally. Over 5,000 people gathered. All of a sudden, it was hijacked by the Holy Ghost. People ran to the front of the building, began to pray and experience the power of God. Men and women began to weep into the power and the presence of God because of what was in the room. I come to tell you this morning, somebody saying yes. I don't want to be insensitive this morning, but I'm going to tell you, you can continue to live in what happened to you 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 5 years ago. You can still whine about how somebody didn't shake your hand or somebody didn't greet you or this one did that to you. Listen, and you're still going to live miserable. Or you can be a world changer and change the world in which you live. And you can bring revival to the Whitewater Valley and beyond if you just say yes. So this morning, where's your Yes. Come here, sissy. I'm going to put her on the spot. She's family. She, she won't get too mad at me. You trust me? You really trust me? <laughs> this isn't a trick, I promise. Okay. 
but there's something in there. And this is, I really, I really was seeking the Lord, and I thought, Lord, what can I do to get this to be a visual? And I've been working with a lot of these young people, and I know God is doing some amazing things in all of their lives. But there's, there's a request, not from me, but I believe a request from the Father. I just simply need you to say yes or no. So the thing is, are you on trusting today? Say yes. If you want to say yes, you can open it. It, it won't shock you too bad. Jaden, I owe you anyway. You called me a hoarder yesterday. <laughs> it's not a hoarder. It was an important pick. You've never seen one before. That's all right. It's valuable. He took half of my stuff to the dump. I don't even know what he took to the dump. I probably don't want to know what he took to the dump. Not a trick, man. But there is a request in there, and I believe it is from the heart of our Father. He just wants you to say yes. Marie, would you come and join us? TJ and Emma, would you come and join us? Who else did I give one to? Cameron, come and join us. See, this is a generation that God is calling and developing. I take it very seriously, and all of these others, I could have wrote something for all of you. But not only is God speaking to them, but God is speaking to you. It may be in a different vein, it may be in a different lane of ministry, but you're going to have to say yes. Whether it's the gift of helps, the gift of service, whether it's the gift of giving, whether it's the gift of, uh, of prophecy, whether it's the gift of exhortation, whether it's the gift of preaching of the word, whatever. I, I don't know what your gifting is. All I know is that he's wanting you to say yes. So where's your yes? See, I, I can put these guys on a spot today because we're building relationship and, and, and I, I want what's best for them. So is that so bad? But that doesn't mean you get to wait till you're 30 to do it. Don't matter what others say. But you got to say yes. If you say yes, then we start preparing. We start listening. And we start doing. You going to trust me enough to say yes? You suppose. <laughs> Slide that thing out of there, man that what you fear the most has come upon you is what some would say, right? You got it in you. You know that, right? You know that's what the Lord is saying. Mm -hmm. So you just got to trust him. He says, trust in the Lord. Lean not into your own understanding, but just trust. If you say yes, you begin to see everything else come full circle. And it all began to make sense. You start doing that one step at a time. You going to say yes? Yeah. yeah. So sheepish, yeah. It's not all that scary, I promise. It's in you, right? It's what God has. Yeah. You guys have the hardest one, I believe, probably. 
but I know what's in you. Won't you open it if you'll say yes? You gonna say yes? I guess. Gonna say yes? How about you, sir? See, what happens is now everybody wants to know what's on your list. You can tell them if you want. I don't care. You can do that after a while if you want to tell them. I don't. What I'm telling you is this. The same thing that God is speaking to them is the same way he's speaking to you. I did put them in a hot seat this morning because it begins to set the tone for their next level anointing that's coming to them. But the same way they said yes, today you have the ability to say yes to what God is speaking into your life. But the question is, how will you respond? See, in everything that God is calling and speaking into their life and how he's gifted them for this generation, he has a, painted a picture of how all of it's going to look like in the end. But he says, trust me. Walk after me. Pursue me. Men, Pastor Jay was talking this morning. He said, you didn't know what all it was going to look like when you first started pastoring on Edgewood, did you? I was like, no, I've never seen all of this, all of the stuff that we've done in the last 20-plus years. Didn't know all of the things. But my yes has taken me beyond and beyond and beyond and beyond. It's still taking us. And all I know is to keep saying yes and you know why I can keep saying yes this morning? It's because he's never left me. He's never forsaken me. I've had to go through some stuff. I felt the wind of darkness. I felt the waves be beating against the old ship of Zion. But yet I've never been lost at sea because he's faithful. I got to tell you this morning, you do not have to come to an intellectual understanding before you can say yes. You just by faith have to say yes to what God is speaking because those that he calls, he equips. Matthew 28, 19 has to resonate in our lives right now more than ever. Go ye into all the world. Are you going? Am I going? You may be seated this morning. Thank you, young people. You can beat me up later. This morning, as they come to the music, I, I'm going to finish. We're in a place where there's lots of noise and lots of movement. But we have to get to that place where we begin to hear what God is saying. And he's simply saying, I need somebody to say yes. You can touch people that I can't touch. You have avenues that I don't have. You have influence that I do not have with people. In your place of employment, your place of in the community, you're, 
you've been positioned for such a time as this to be the hands and feet of Christ. You can become instruments of change by simply saying yes. There's a story in your Bible of three Hebrew boys. You know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they chose to say yes to God. And they said, we're not careful to answer thee, O king. We know there's a fiery furnace that's been heated seven times hotter. And we know that it has the ability to consume us and destroy us. But we also know this, that our God is more than able to deliver us if he chooses to. But if he chooses not to, that's okay because we're not going to bow down because we've already said yes to him. Hear me this morning. If you're saying yes to God, that means you have to say no to the world. You can't say yes to both. They said, we're going to say yes. But the power of their yes changed the whole government structure of that day. Because the king came and looked over and he simply said this, did we not cast three men in the fire? Why is it that we see the fourth man and he's likened as the son of God and they're loose and they're dancing around? Because three young people said yes. Get this. The most powerful people of the day looked in and saw a revelation of God himself and they removed them from the flames of the fire without a smell of smoke upon them, but then began to give them positions of power and authority and simply said this, everyone is to worship their God. Can I tell you, a revival can only come when somebody says yes. A dispel of darkness comes when somebody says yes. The only thing that's keeping revival from your family is your unwillingness to say yes because he says ask what you will faith believing and it shall be done meaning absolutely we are on the brink of stepping in to a place of the miracle working power and manifestation power of the Holy Spirit like we have never known in our life. But somebody's got to say yes. I know that you went through stuff. I know that you go through struggles. I know there's opposition. But listen, you cannot allow the trouble of this present time to keep you from that which God has ordained you to be in this time. As we stand all over the house this morning, Will you say yes? I believe this morning I've been speaking to some individuals today
that God has been speaking to in your time of prayer, in your time of devotion. I believe God has been speaking to some of you, putting some desires in your heart, putting some things before you. Maybe you've been very hesitant because you said, that's bigger than me or that's beyond me or I'm not talented enough or I'm not gifted enough. That, that's for somebody else. Surely the Lord would not be asking me to do those things. Here's what I can tell you that we learned from the story of Samuel. As a young boy in the midst of darkness that heard the voice of the Lord, the task that he was allotted with, it was hard, it was unpopular, and it was uncomfortable. But yet God gave him the strength and the ability to do it. It may seem hard, it may seem unpopular, it even may make you uncomfortable. But that does not mean that you have the privilege of not saying yes if you're going to be used for the kingdom. Today, will you say yes to whatever God's calling you to? Whatever He's asking of you? Maybe you're under the sound of my voice this morning and you've yet to really surrender your life to the Lord. You know of Him. You've been to His house. You've heard the preacher preach. You've heard him sing. But you'd say, you know, I've never really just said, Lord, take away my sins and become Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me. Maybe you've never done that. Can I tell you right now, his hands is open to you and simply saying to you, come unto me all ye that are laboring heavy laden and I will give you rest. You can walk out of here this morning knowing that everything is under the blood and that all is well and that if you was to die today, you would spend eternity with him. If you've never said yes, I'm going to ask you to do that today, to say yes. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice and you, you've been desiring some things of God. But in return, God is simply saying, you know, I want you to just trust me, but yet you've really struggled in certain areas because of life experiences. You've really struggled with saying, man, I've just got so many walls around me because I'm not ever going to let nobody hurt me that way again or I'm never going to go through that again. If that's you, God's simply saying, trust me this morning. He's saying, he's asking you, will you say yes to him? He's a good father this morning. He loves you unconditionally. He has good things for you. Or maybe you are here and you're struggling with your gifting or your calling. You know what God has birthed in your heart to do and you know what you should be doing but it seems like you just can't get free to do it. Where is your yes this morning? You can't have it buried down here but it's time for you just to let it flow up to here and let it get on your lips and begin to speak. Yes, Lord. I surrender. If any of those things touch your heart right now as they begin to sing this beautiful chorus I'm going to ask you to come to the front of this building and I want you to just say yes is there anybody in this room that says yes I'll be a world changer yes I'll submit all that I am
Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you and God bless you.